Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. And here we are on May the 16th as we continue to read through the book of Exodus. And we are getting close to the end. And today we'll read about Moses getting the new stone tablets as well as the building of the actual tabernacle. And this is an exciting thing, and I'll share with you at the end a little bit about the tabernacle. But for now, let's jump in together. You could follow along in your Bible or listen as I read this over you, reading from the New International Version, starting in Exodus chapter 34. The Lord said to Moses, Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on the first tablet, which you broke. Be ready in the morning, and then come up on Mount Sinai. Present yourself to me there on top of the mountain. No one is to come with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain. Not even the flocks and herds may graze in front of the mountain. So Moses chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones and went up Mount Sinai early in the morning as the Lord had commanded him, and he carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Moses bowed to the ground at once and worshipped. Lord, he said, if I have found favor in your eyes, then let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, Forgive our wickedness and our sin, and take us as your inheritance. Then the Lord said, I am making a covenant with you. Before all your people, I will do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. The people you live among will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. Obey what I command you today. I will drive out before you the Amorites, Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land where you are going, or they will be a snare among you. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, and cut down their Asherah poles. Do not worship any other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. Be careful not to make a treaty with those who live in the land, for when they prostitute themselves to their gods and sacrifice to them, they will invite you and you will eat their sacrifices. And when you choose some of their daughters as wives for your sons, and those daughters prostitute themselves to their gods, they will lead your sons to do the same. Do not make any idols. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days, eat bread made without yeast, as I commanded you. Do this at the appointed time in the month of Aviv, for in that month you came out of Egypt. The first offspring of every womb belongs to me, including all the firstborn males of your livestock, whether from herd or flock. Redeem the firstborn donkey with a lamb. But if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem all your firstborn sons. 
No one is to appear before me empty-handed. Six days you shall labor, but on the seventh day you shall rest. Even during the plowing season and harvest, you must rest. Celebrate the festival of weeks with the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the festival of ingathering at the turn of the year. Three times a year, all your men are to appear before the sovereign Lord, the God of Israel. I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your territory. And no one will covet your land when you go up three times each year to appear before the Lord your God. Do not offer the blood of a sacrifice to me along with anything containing yeast. And do not let any of the sacrifice from the Passover festival remain until morning. Bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. Do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write down these words, for in accordance with these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Moses was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them. So Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near to him, and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. Exodus chapter 35 Moses assembled the whole Israelite community and said to them, These are the things the Lord has commanded you to do. For six days work is to be done, but the seventh day shall be your holy day, a day of Sabbath rest to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it is to be put to death. Do not light a fire in any of your dwellings on the Sabbath day. Moses said to the whole Israelite community, This is what the Lord has commanded. From what you have, take an offering for the Lord. Everyone who is willing to bring to the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen, goat hair, ram skin dyed red, in another type of durable leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, and onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and breastpiece. All who are skilled among you are to come and make everything the Lord has commanded. The tabernacle with its tent and its covering, clasps, frames, crossbars, posts, and bases, the ark with its poles, and the atonement cover, and the curtain that shields it, the table with its poles, and all its articles, and the bread of the presence, the lampstand that is for light with its accessories, lamps, and oil for the light, the altar of incense with its poles, the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense, the curtain for the doorway at the entrance to the tabernacle, 
The altar of burnt offering with its bronze grating, its poles, and all its utensils, the bronze basin with its stand, the curtains of the courtyard with its posts and bases, and the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard, the tent pegs for the tabernacle and for the courtyard, and their ropes, the woven garments worn for ministering in the sanctuary, both the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons when they serve as priests. Then the whole Israelite community withdrew from Moses' presence, and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting, for all its service and for the sacred garments, and all who were willing men and women alike came and brought gold jewelry of all kinds, brooches, earrings, rings, and ornaments. They all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. Everyone who had blue, purple, or scarlet yarn, or fine linen, or goat hair, ram skins dyed red, or the other durable leather brought them. Those presenting an offering of silver or bronze brought it as an offering to the Lord. And everyone who had akasha wood for any part of the work brought it. Every skilled woman spun with her hands and brought what she had spun, blue, purple, or scarlet yarn, or fine linen. And all the women who were willing and had the skill spun the goat hair. The leaders brought onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and breastpiece. They also brought spices and olive oil for the light and for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense. All the Israelite men and women who were willing brought to the Lord free will offerings for all the work the Lord, through Moses, had commanded them to do. Then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of artistic crafts. And he has given both him and Ohiliab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He has filled them with skill to do all kinds of works as engravers, designers, embroiderers in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen, and weavers, all of them skilled workers and designers. Exodus chapter 36. So Bezalel, Ohiliab, and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given skill and ability to know and how to carry out all the work of constructing the sanctuary are to do the work just as the Lord has commanded. Then Moses summoned Bezalel and Ohiliab and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability and who was willing to come and do the work. They received from Moses all the offerings the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people continued to bring freewill offerings morning after morning. So all the skilled workers who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left what they were doing and said to Moses, The people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. Then Moses gave an order, and they sent this word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. And so the people were restrained from bringing more, because what they already had was more than enough to do all the work. 
All those who were skilled among the workers made the tabernacle with ten curtains of finely twisted linen in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, with cherubim woven into them by expert hands. All the curtains were the same size, twenty-eight cubits long and four cubits wide. They joined five of the curtains together and did the same with the other five. Then they made loops of blue material along the edge of the end curtain in one set, and the same was done with the end curtain in the other set. They also made fifty loops on one curtain and fifty loops on the end curtain of the other set, with the loops opposite each other. Then they made fifty gold clasps and used them to fasten the two sets of curtains together so that the tabernacle was a unit. They made curtains of goat hair for the tent over the tabernacle, eleven together. All eleven curtains were the same size, thirty cubits long and four cubits wide. They joined five of the curtains into one set and the other six into another set. Then they made fifty loops along the edge of the end curtain in one set and also along the edge of the end curtain in the other set. They made fifty bronze clasps to fasten the tent together as a unit. Then they made for the tent a covering of ram skins dyed red, and over that a covering of the other durable leather. They made upright frames of acacia wood for the tabernacle. Each frame was ten cubits long and a cubit and a half wide, with two projections set parallel to each other. They made all the frames of the tabernacle in this way. They made twenty frames for the south side of the tabernacle and made forty silver bases to go under them. Two bases for each frame, one under each projection. For the other side, the north side of the tabernacle, they made twenty frames and forty silver bases, two under each frame. They made six frames for the far end, that is, the west end of the tabernacle, and two frames were made for the corners of the tabernacle at the far end. At these two corners, the frames were double from the bottom all the way to the top and fitted into a single ring. Both were made alike. So there were eight frames and sixteen silver bases, two under each frame. They also made crossbars of acacia wood, five for the frames on one side of the tabernacle, five for those on the other side, and five for the frames on the west, at the far end of the tabernacle. They made the center crossbar so that it extended from end to end at the middle of the frames. They overlaid the frames with gold and made gold rings to hold the crossbars. They also overlaid the crossbars with gold. They made the curtain of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn in finely twisted linen with cherubim woven into it by a skilled worker. They made four posts of acacia wood for it and overlaid them with gold. They made gold hooks for them and cast their four silver bases. For the entrance to the tent, they made a curtain of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn in finely twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer, and they made five posts with hooks for them. They overlaid the tops of the posts and their bands with gold and made their five bases of bronze. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. When I graduated high school, I knew that God was calling me into ministry. The problem was that just wasn't a very cool thing to tell all my friends. And I really love art. And so I thought, hey, maybe I'll just skip this whole calling on my life and I'll run after the thing that I'm passionate about at the time. And that was artwork. 
So I ignored God's call on my life, and I went to art school for a year and a half at Columbia College in Chicago. But then one day I realized I am missing God's calling on my life. This led me to a whole lot of different problems. But one day I finally got into ministry, and for the longest time, I thought that I couldn't use my art because it was the thing that I rebelled against God with. One day, I made an art piece as I was teaching the kids, and after finishing it, I dismissed the class, and a kid came up and said, can I have that art piece? But feeling like I wasn't supposed to use my art for anything, again, because it was the thing that I rebelled against God with, I told the kid no and sent him away. But later, after service, I went out to the dumpster, and as I was throwing away the art piece, this family pulled up beside me angry. They couldn't understand how I would tell their son, no, he couldn't have this art piece, and then I would take it outside and throw it away. They left the church and never came back because of me. So I had to really stop and say, God, do you really want me to hide my art or do you want me to use it for your glory? And so I went on a journey to understand that God has gifted all of us with something unique that was designed to be part of his purpose and his plan. I remember one day I said to God, if you'll use my artwork, Lord, I will do whatever you want. And I felt like he turned it around on me. And he said, actually, Michael, if you'll do whatever I want, then I'll use your artwork. Sure enough, from that day forward, I said, God, whatever you want for me, I will do it. I will use whatever piece of who I am. I will use my talents, abilities, gifts, my time, and my treasure, and I will serve you any way that you want. You know, it's interesting because as I read this story today and I saw all the people that brought things to make the tabernacle happen, first, God chose Bezalel and anointed him as a skilled artisan who could do the work of finally crafting all the pieces of the tabernacle. Then Moses calls together everybody with skilled labor and artistic ability and included the women who were able to weave things together. And together, they all began to do the work to build the tabernacle. Then all the people began to sacrifice of their own personal possessions. And as they brought their resources, they had so much that eventually they had to stop and say, Moses, Tell the people we have all that we need. You see, I believe this with all of my heart. Everything the church needs to succeed can be found in the people inside the church. Remember, the church isn't a building. The church is the people of God. And we've all been given a piece of what it looks like to represent God. I've always told people this. If you were to take my talents, abilities, and gifts, and your talents, abilities, and gifts, in the people around you, in their talents, abilities, and gifts. And if we were to throw them all into a big pile in the middle of the room, you would have a better picture of God than you've ever seen before. Because God has uniquely made every single one of us. And he's given us a piece of him that we can use to represent him to the world. The Israelite community saw this and understood it. And so they all sacrificially gave of themselves in order to build something bigger than themselves. Not just bigger in size, but bigger in magnitude. 
Because of their sacrificial giving, they built the tabernacle. Because of their ability to give of their time in their talents and their treasure, they made a place where God himself would come down and dwell with them. That's what happens when we all work together. When we all say, I have something unique that I can give to the body of Christ. And when we bring that as service to the Lord, God builds something that he wants to dwell in, that he wants to make his home among us as we do it. What is it that God has gifted you with that you can use for his glory? Because if you do that, you will be more fulfilled than anything you've ever done anyplace else. So find that place today. Serve the Lord with whatever you have and glorify him. And I promise you, he will make his dwelling with you. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless. 